Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father? So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that a human being has been born into the world, so also you have sorrow now. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice." And no one will take your joy from you. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, contrary to what positive motivational speakers say, life is not, I repeat, life is not a careless walk on the beach. Contrary to what happy, slappy preachers say, life is not milk and honey. There is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There is no such thing as a gravy train, and there is no bed of roses. But instead, things are wrong. Yes, things are wrong here on earth. They are so wrong that it causes serious problems for people. Life is lived in what is called this valley of tears. That is to say, life on earth, it weighs heavily. It weighs heavily upon people with sorrow. And get this, people feel it too. Now, perhaps the best way to describe this feeling that we have within this valley of tears is with the word with a word such as pain. Yes, pain. Yes, we experience pain in this valley of tears. For some, this pain is sadness. For others, this pain manifests itself on the soul as a heaviness of soul, and others feel grief or affliction, pain. The point being, living our life in this valley of tears means that we all experience distress and sadness, affliction, and grief. 
But you may say, not everyone seems so sad, Pastor. When I ask my neighbor how they're doing, and they respond to me, well, pretty good. Yes, good. But my friends, let us ponder this secret for a moment. You see, it is quite common that individuals who seem to be happiest are masquerading their sorrow. Oftentimes, those who exude and project positivity are often doing so to offset or hide pain. Like a balancing scale, people often try to offset their sorrow and their pain with a positive and happy outlook. But no matter how hard we all try, the fact remains, and that is this, life is so crooked that it cannot be made straight. History, it repeats itself, as you know. Life is not fair, as we hear from Solomon in Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun, and in the end, everyone dies. This is why we have pain. This is why we have sorrow. And acknowledging today that we live in this valley of tears is not being pessimistic. You see, positive motivational speakers and happy, slappy preachers are coming unglued at this point, crying out, stop being so pessimistic from this pulpit, in this church service. But dear friends, this is not pessimism. This is being realistic. In our gospel reading from this morning, from the gospel of John, Jesus is not a pessimist when he tells his disciples that they will have pain. Indeed, before his crucifixion, Jesus tells his disciples that they will weep and that they will lament. It will be an outward weeping and an internal, yes, heavy lament. He tells them that they will have sorrow. He tells them that they will have grief and sadness and indeed heavy pain. Now, Jesus did not forget to put on a happy face with his disciples. He did not forget to pick out a pleasant outlook and spread sunshine all over the place. He did not forget to take off a mask of tragedy and brush off the clouds of gloom. No, Jesus is clearly addressing the disciples with the difficult reality that is disturbing their minds. He is calling it as it is. He is pointing out reality. He is showing that the disciples could not comprehend the idea of Jesus leaving them and going to the Father. You see, dear friends, Christianity is not some sort of positive philosophical program. Christianity is not a bunch of happy slogans on the side of coffee cups. The church is not an enthusiastic pep rally rooted in superficial, we can do it, cheers, And Jesus is not some spiritual mascot with pom-poms and a megaphone cheering you on with a happy grin. No. Christianity. It is rooted in reality. Christians do not live in fairy tales, but look at life realistically. Christians understand sorrow and pain and grief and distress We know these things because we see the problems of sin, not only in ourselves, but in the world we find ourselves in. And so, just as those disciples experienced pain after Jesus' crucifixion, being left in the world seemingly by themselves, we too experience pain and sorrow in this life. Every day, yes, every day that we wake up, We experience the attacks of the devil, we experience the attacks of the world, and especially those attacks of our old, sinful, old Adam. 
And there's more. As you all know, death is at work on every one of us every day of our lives. And so we feel pain. We feel a heaviness upon our soul. From birth to our last dying breath, we experience hardships. The, the daily grind, the struggle of the soul, the tentatio, as they say, the heaviness of life and the chaos of sin. And as already mentioned, speaking clearly about this pain is not being pessimistic, but realistic. Again, mark this, Christianity is rooted in the reality of life within this valley of tears, this old veil of tears. So understanding that, what's the catch? What's the solution this morning? Well, Jesus and the Christian faith certainly do not teach you to put your head in the sand, hiding from the pains of life. Christ does not have you close your eyes to the sufferings of life, click your heels while saying there's no place like home, as if wishful thinking will deliver you out of this valley of tears. But instead, Christ, he affirms to the disciples. He affirms to those disciples and to you this morning that we will indeed have pain in this life. But, this, my, but my friends, this pain, get this, will only be a little while. Dear baptized saints, learn to say these words to yourself a little while. Yes, when the shadows of the valley of tears press in upon you, say a little while. Say a little while because you know that in a little while it will all be over. God be praised. It will all be over soon because Jesus promises to see you in his kingdom After a little while, Jesus promises to come back and take you out of this valley of tears. And when he does this, he will wipe away the tears from all eyes. And he will heal all the hurt and all the pain. After a little while, he will give you eternal joy. You see, because you are baptized... In Christ, you are a Christian, and as a Christian, you do not invest yourself in silly, positive, philosophical programs. You do not pretend to have a happy face. You do not frantically run from troubles as if you have no hope. No, you, yes, you instead live in the reality that this life is indeed full of pain. And as you live, get this, you quietly wait for the Lord Yes, you wait for the hope of salvation, as we hear from Jeremiah in Lamentations this morning. You wait for the hope of salvation, knowing that there is an end to the pain, that there is an end to the valley of tears. Baptized saints, mark this right now. The godless world often throws a party as a way to distract itself from the troubles of life. But you, yes, you, yes, you, you know that your sadness will develop into gladness in a little while. You know reality. And that reality is this, that Jesus has risen from the grave and will come back for you at that great last day, at that great eschaton. And on that last day, you will be taken from this valley of tears to unspeakable joy of seeing Jesus and Jesus seeing you face to face. And if you are tucked into your graves before Jesus returns, know this. In your blessed death, the Lord pulls you to himself and will resurrect you out of your grave to eternal life. And when he does, oh, the laughter, my friends, the laughter, the unending joy, it will fill your heart, it will make you dance, and it will cause you to laugh and to sing for an eternity free from pain with Christ.
Dear baptized saints, do not lose heart. Do not grow faint this day. Do not panic and do not fret. Be still. Be still this hour and be still at this moment and here right now. The valley of tears does not last forever. There is an end to the tears. There's an end to the suffering. There's an end to the persecution, an end to sin, an end to pain, and an end to the devil. It is only a little while. Be patient. Wait it out. Take courage. And as you wait it out, dear baptized saints, to get you through, the Lord gives you his word and sacraments. Therefore, cling to the promises of God's word the promise that are for you, these promises that are indeed for you, hang your body and soul upon his word, continually receive that sacrament of the altar that is given and shed for you for the remission of all of your sins. Remember your baptisms, marking yourself with that sign of the cross, knowing that the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit has been placed upon you, that you've been marked as one of the redeemed patiently endure any misfortune while comforting yourself with the truth that the Lord is with you. Jesus does not abandon you in the valley. Yes, comfort yourself with Jesus' word that this life is only a little while. Know that as tough as it gets in this life, that the Lord holds not only the beginning but the end of this world. Baptized saints, it is just a little while and then you will see Jesus face to face and your sorrows and your sadness and your pain will indeed be turned to joy. A joy that no one will be able to rob from you. Joy like an overflowing river. A joy with unending confidence. A joy that is yours in Christ Jesus, the resurrected one. It is only a little while. Be still. Take courage. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.